0: drummers only radio drummers only is the uk's leading drum shop with store locations in glasgow and leeds our
1: podcasts are full of interviews gear reviews and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop the show is hosted by two pasty scottish dudes who talk real fast whoa slow down there brave heart so here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this.
0: Hey everyone. Hi everyone. Drummer's Only Radio episode 30.
1: 31. Yep. Yeah. So this week we're going to talk about um, the differences a hoop will make to your snare drum. Um, we compared two identical snare drums, triple flange, diecast. which is better? You're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Is there a better? I mm. don't know. Um, we also spoke a bit, little bit about um, electronic kits, our experience of growing up, and because we're now both old men, and how <laughs> kids have it better. And of I course, had a big Jimmy Chamberlain love in. Yeah, you did. Um, no but, apologies. No apologies necessary. Um, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, so he mm-hmm. of course deserves all the love.
0: Yep. So sit back, guys. Thanks for checking us out.
1: Relax. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye bye. Hi. Hey man. What did you think of our new intro? <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting isn't it banter banter train so that was a guy in the US who kindly did that for us thank um, you Mr. Mister Keith his name is Keith okay hi there Keith, you hi Keith. Um, yeah you know um,
0: as, as the as this continues to evolve we've just been talking about this as this yeah. continues to evolve we felt like we needed to introduce it to give it the gravity that it deserves thank you Oh, look at that beautiful segue segway segue segway, you know what i'm saying yeah i get um, you, I get you so yeah um we're just trying some new stuff uh there's two snare drums in front of us so that's a thing we'll get to we're going to try something yeah. different
1: with this um so for those of you with the video you already know that there's two snare drums sitting in front of us mm-hmm. but for audio purposes we have two snare drums sitting in front of us they're both yamaha stage custom 14 by six and a half snare drums but there is a twist that we will get to yes not right now
0: we won't explain how they're different but we will, um, yeah, we'll
1: get to that. We'll so get to that. It's been happening for you, man. So this week's actually been crazy busy in the shop. Um, lots of people coming in, buying some lovely, nice, lovely, nice, yeah. nice, lovely, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, lovely drums. Um, we've had some new arrivals in the shop, mm-hmm. um, such as the wonderful Yamaha stage costume, Hip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you checked this thing out properly? I mean, the video Yamaha have just put out for this is incredible. So it's Richard Spaven playing yep. on it, isn't yep. it? yep. And I mean, to be fair, right? I think Richard Spaven could pretty much play on anything, and it'll sound amazing. Having said that, I think the, the drums themselves sound phenomenal.
0: The The surprise of the lot for me is the bass drum. Um, it's a 20 by 8. Uh, I can't believe how thin it is. I know. It's bonkers, isn't it? But how big it sounds. Yeah, absolutely monstrous. I don't know what the geniuses in, in Yamaha are doing. You almost said in Japan I then. I did almost say in Japan. Well, <laughs> they, I guess they, they, they are a Japanese company and the team is probably somewhere still in Japan. Yes. Um, but yeah, the production is in China. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It's bonkers, isn't it? Aye, it's, it's really great. though. I, I don't understand how they can get a kit that small to sound that good. I know, I know. Um, I was also, I'm, I'm not going to lie... Not necessarily convinced by the snom. The which snom? A, I was a, wondering when we were going to talk about the snom. The snom is... A, the 13-inch floor tom also is a snare drum. Mm-hmm. So you, it has a snare drum, throw off on it, and
1: you can take it on and off. Yeah. Uh, and Spaven makes it sound
0: magical. Magical.
1: It is proper. Um, your backbeat, like, big ballad. Yeah, kind of absolutely. In it? It is. Oh, Boosh.
0: yeah. For, for real. And what I like about the video that Yamaha did for it is that he is clever enough and articulate enough to realize that give it a week and that'll be part of your kit
1: oh yeah that without idea. question you know yeah.
0: it's like it you know is it gimmicky mm,
1: nah not really that's nah. the kind of
0: way he takes it you know like it, it could feel kind of gimmicky if
1: not nah, uh give me a week that's gonna be part of my setup for real here's a question mm-hmm. off just off the back of that when people are saying they're gonna add the snom to their setup have you ever in your gigging career have you done the two snare drum thing We've taken out two snare drums, one tuned differently. Yes. Have you? Yes, I have. How did you get on with that? Good. Um, They serve two very different purposes. Um,
0: And I also had um, my main snare and then one to my left. Rather than the Snom idea where one is on the right of you. Yeah. For those right hand players. And I triggered the one on the left too. Smart. So when I wanted to do anything kind of dancey, I immediately had a different drum to hit. Mm -hmm. And it, it meant because it was to my left, it's naturally going to be harder to go around the kit to yeah. do any kind of fill in things, so you just don't play them. Mm-hmm. You just play a groove just straight up, absolutely, meat and potatoes. absolutely. Um, so yeah, whenever we get back to playing music, yeah, um,
1: I think it might be something that I would carry on as well. I did it once. I did. Um, I had the what do you call it it's the um the snare drum that comes with the imperial star kit it's basically mm-hmm. just like the, mm-hmm. the, the matching snare that goes with it um i decided in my infancy to it'd be a great idea to take the wrap completely off it <laughs> right which is a horrible idea um but what i did with that was i used it as like my practice snare and in inverted commas and um, practice snare so i put a remo silent stroke head on it uh-huh. i then put those you know those rims things the things that uh, block the rim yeah yeah yeah. so i put that on it as well because where we stayed at the time with my parents um drums were not anyone's friend Mm. especially the neighbors Mm. so um to try and i like to rim shot a lot if anyone who knows me i like like hitting the rim just uh, all i know is a rim shot anyway um that sounds good anyway (laughs) moving on so um i took this near drum out gigging and kind of similar to you i'd put a trigger on it but the band I was playing with at the time, uh, we did a cover of um, Take On Me from oh, uh-huh. Aha, yeah, uh-huh. so I managed to load the snare sample into, you know, cause oh. you know like it's got like a really distinct, like, that kind of sound, Um, so I loaded that onto there, but it felt so weird because it was a mesh head, like, I didn't have the same response, obviously, Yeah. to a mylar head um so it was like i was hitting it and it felt as though it was getting hit super loud but obviously they had full control over the sample but yeah. it was really cool like i liked the whole absolutely. second snare vibe you know?
0: absolutely it's, it's really good if you play um original music as well if you're creating drum parts mm-hmm. because i tend to find certainly the way i would do it is that the snare on the left is higher pitched than the main snare mm-hmm. so when you're coming to like the last chorus I would maybe switch from that snare to the main snare Mm -hmm. so there's more volume, there's a lower pitch, and everything's getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Nice. Um, I did that with the band Hercules Mandarin that I used to play with. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a song that was effectively two parts. Right. So for the first half of the song, I would play the snare on the left, Mm -hmm. and then for the sort of uh, coda and the ride out, I would play the main snare, Mm -hmm. um, which just lent a bit more weight yeah to the whole thing yeah um
1: so it's it's cool for things like that it's amazing yeah so on the stage custom hip what do you think of the this the rack tom on that thing is tiny tiny yeah I, it? it's a
0: 10 by 5 10 I by think, is that what it is 10 yeah by five? Wow. Uh, yeah because it's a 10 by 5 a 13 by 8 a 13 by 5 snare mm-hmm. and a 20, 20 by, by eight. 8 by bass drum Bass drum, bass drum. I think just generally the kit's great. I think it's every part of Yamaha. I mm-hmm. think it's you know every every uh, dollar and cent that it costs is you're getting very much a Yamaha kit. Uh, very the, much so, yeah. You know the the quality of the sound for what you're paying, the quality of the finish for what you're paying, all that stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. You mm-hmm. know, um, uh, I think they've really nailed it. I, th- I like that they went a different direction with a micro kit mm-hmm. rather than make it a sixteen inch bass drum. Yeah, by like 14 or whatever they've just nah let's make a kind of real bass drum and and just condense the size of it Mm -hmm. i really like that i think it's really smart do you think that'll affect how you play it um yeah i think people will will play it they won't it would lead me to not compensate for having a smaller bass drum so i probably wouldn't hit it as hard right okay i would probably play it like a normal bass drum okay and what's if you noticed, the, I don't know if you you noticed on the Spaven video, they didn't port the bass drum. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. The, the, the microphone's actually the outside it. I think you'd get away with that, with a, a shell that thin. Yeah. Um, I think there's nothing in that drum either in the on the video as well. No, it doesn't look as if there is. I would be no. really reluctant to put anything in it and port it. I think you yeah. would just, there's not enough tone for you to lose tone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's not enough sound for you to lose anything. And you would move yeah. air super quick.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. it sounds so beefy, especially in that video. Yeah. It sounds absolutely monstrous.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think I think well played. Another another hit for Yamaha over the last few years. They've just knocked hit after hit out product wise. Hip you know. after hip, you oh. could say. Oh,
1: <laughs> um, you know that's what the fifth or sixth product they've brought out. That's magic. Yeah, it's you know. it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're they're really. I mean straight off the bat i'm thinking combo platter with that with the ead10 yeah um cross down hardware yep. you know just yeah just like that you've got like a really robust small kit absolutely you know? i think yeah
0: i think it's, it's, it's recent years I've seen, I've seen a major return to form with yamaha mm-hmm. you know they're not dining out on yamaha of old of like old recording customs and things like that they've yeah. even revamped that you know so everything they've made in the last five the last few years has been tip-top and this is
1: no exception absolutely not i think this will really change especially when we can of course get back out playing again i think this will really change how people think about smaller kits firstly but also think about their entire setup Mm -hmm. you know like do i actually need all these microphones yeah yeah and also in terms of practice
0: kits i think it's a really legitimate practice kit as well oh for sure yeah um because it affords one an acoustic kit in a small space mm-hmm. that looks every part of an acoustic kit as well. You yeah. know, like because you don't really compromise on heights, yeah. and it means that your ten-inch tom is is roughly going to be where you would play it normally on a normal size bass drum, and you don't have a yeah. massive gap between the, the the bass drum and the t- the rack tom. Sure, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think that's for me. It's I think that's what puts a lot of people off micro kits. Yeah, I would agree. You know? I mean, um, and you played one for long enough, so you you're, yeah.
0: you're effect- effectively an authority, yeah. you know. But I'm a micro person, <laughs> yeah, so that also helps. Um, um So yeah, I think it's great. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um perfect little one up, one down, compact, you know. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wasn't sure about in all honesty, is that the tens drilled. The shell is drilled. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, a yeah. yes mount like they do on their 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 sort of
1: Oh, neither is. You're right. Yeah, you know, and right. I,
0: uh, but they did that years ago before the yes system came out. That was how they they mounted the drum. So mm-hmm. they're, they're no stranger to that. So they know how to do it. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, do it does. Well. Yeah, it doesn't affect the sound of the drum in any way. You know, mm-hmm. so it's the kind of thing I would have at home, man. Absolutely, I've thought that as well. You yeah. know, and in favor of of getting rid of my DTX, mm-hmm. I would maybe do that with some mesh heads and triggers because. Um, the hoop is okay for it to take a trigger mm-hmm. you don't have to come you know how in some some of the smaller bass drums you have to put double hoops on and things you know depending on how mesh heads and triggers behave yada 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 mm-hmm. um i think you know a tm2 and one of them for oh, home absolutely and some yeah. some low volumes and mm-hmm. we're all singing all dancing you know it's, n- it's not going to take up any more room than a dtx
1: no no not at all you know not so not and it'll probably be more fun to play Oh, absolutely. arguably, yeah.
0: Absolutely would be more fun to play, you know, yeah. I would probably play, I, I haven't played my DTX in a while, um, but yeah, you know, I, it would be more fun to play, mm-hmm. M- much more the thing, you know, much more realistic, so. Yeah,
1: I think it's just amazing, like, and I'm sure you'll agree, you've obviously been in the kind of, I suppose, drumming industry especially gear side of it for much longer than I have, Um, and I think it's just awesome seeing inventions like this come out, where people just kind of, not reinventing the wheel, that's the wrong phrase, but just like inverting things differently you know like with Yamaha they wanted to create a micro bass drum so instead of doing the conventional let's just make the size of it smaller um diameter wise they're just like well no let's just flatten it a bit Mm -hmm. and just get a a conventional sound like I remember when I was a little bit younger and low volumes first got introduced or Zildjian's version of the low Mm -hmm. volume and it just blew my mind I was like now I can actually practice symbol, like with symbols at home because for me when I was growing up obviously the drums were loud right but there was a way of at least controlling those mm-hmm. the only way of controlling symbols was either not use them or put like the kind of you know the lame mm-hmm. little um, silencer. Kind of silencer pads mm-hmm. on them which by that point it doesn't even, it feels like you're hitting a bin lid you know yeah or a, or a trash can receptacle lid absolutely i
0: think mesh heads and low volume symbols have literally changed the practice game um I wish they were around when we were kids. Oh, for sure, man. I would, Absolutely. Have, played, I would have been able to play the drums way more yeah. at home than I would have um, as it stood. Mm-hmm. Because I was very much like you. Uh, uh, the neighbours did not have a great relationship with my drum kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So... And even, like, I, you know, when we talk... When our parents come in and, and they're buying a kit from for the first time, we have a lot of people who are on the fence as to whether or not to buy an acoustic kit or an electronic kit for precisely this reason. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you have a couple of kids at home um, and one of them is taking exams and the other one is playing the drums, mm-hmm. whilst they're studying, you know, it, it's going to cause friction, it's going to cause tension if you've had a rough day at work and you come home and someone's uh, beasting a uh, a drum kit. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things to consider. <laughs> Doing you know? their
1: best smells like teen spirit uh, Absolutely,
0: and so yeah. they should, you know, but having... uh mesh heads, low volumes, do away man, you know you' you're you're really not gonna wind anyone up, you yeah, know exactly. um wonderful,
1: wonderful game changers, yeah, the yeah. mesh heads as well, like i me, I remember me, and my dad vividly trying to find an alternative for years um because i just got fed up of using the um the silencer pads mm-hmm. and i was like man this is lame like it just this is this really is this what drums is mm-hmm. you know and i remember i was on the internet one day and i just happened to flick past like i think this might have been nam i don't want to say 2014 13 something like that anyway mm-hmm. um it was the year silent stroke got released and i was like oh my god That that's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Straight away, we ordered a set, you Mm -hmm. know, and like it was, the difference was just unbelievable. I mean, it's like wow. I remember not even being able to get
0: silencer pads for the first wee while. Oh man! So it was tea towels. Old school. It was. It was old school. Um, At least they gave you a little bit of tone. Yeah. Um, But then you you put a silencer on and you couldn't really hit the snare. It sounded kind of lousy and Mm -hmm. um, you know. But then it became. Well, at least I get to play.
1: Ah, yeah. It's like this or not playing at all. Absolutely. And yeah. if it's not
0: playing at all, I'll take the I'll take the kind of yeah. the the other alternative, I'll take
1: a way to make the kit quiet. Yeah. Um actually in a little for a little while in my house my kit had I I couldn't set my kit up at all, so right. I just had to use pillows. And yeah. I was like, even this is well, it's still loud because at that point I was using Travis Barker sticks. <laughs> so I was thinking I was Travis Barker just playing away. Obviously nowhere near like him. Um but even that was like better than nothing you know? yeah
0: you've. i, I think the the, the the kids that are really into it mm-hmm. they find a way yeah even if it's just a practice pad mm-hmm. you know they find a way to get the practice done or get yeah. to play I maybe mean, not even practice but get to play mm-hmm. but even like like electronic drums the difference in electronic drums for when i mean i must have started playing the drums let's work this out in my head 93 mm-hmm. so the difference in electronic drums from nineteen ninety three to now is oh, it's bonkers, isn't it? I might actually, as an exercise, go back and find it, see if I can find some old Yamaha catalogs of, of yeah. what kind of electronic drums were around in ninety yeah. three. I don't even think Roland had started making drums yet. I, I know the the eight hundred eight and the nine hundred nine were around because a lot of the old rave bands would use those drum machines of, uh, back in the day, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Roland had even really started making V-drums yet. I think they were just no. about to, I think it was, I want to say, I might be wrong, but I want to say like 95, 96 is yeah. when they started making V-drums. So for the first couple of years, I had super limited options, mm-hmm. you know, and um, the the only kit I had at home was the kit that belonged to my dad so that was in and out all the time Because mm-hmm. he was working He was a gigging musician So sometimes that would be in the house And then mm-hmm. sometimes it wouldn't it be wouldn't in the house So yeah, you just yeah. get a little bit of practice done Then he has to take the drums away And you know so That Was how it was You know I, I'd imagine electronic drums Hitting those pads Would have been like Hitting concrete Yeah Or oh absolutely yeah you know so
1: yeah.
0: didn't even have that option you know yeah. so the, the the practice options now
1: are, are, are tenfold man yeah. well, listen to cool. us we sound like oh, a, a couple oh, of old man my <laughs> <laughs> um no totally like um i remember when i was younger I, I had like my dad um got us got the best electronic kit that he could afford at right that time um do you know it, what it was i think it was an alesis kit Okay. Of some kind. I don't. I, and I don't even think it was a very expensive because I think they had at that point it was like they were doing DM10 I think, which was like the really uh, at that point high end, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. was like it had like real looking. Oh wow, real looking symbols. Yeah, oh my yeah, yeah. god. Um. Whereas this one was like kind of the cheaper line, and it just it did feel like the pads bless him do you know what i mean he obviously that was all we could afford at the time but the pads felt like you were hitting a table yeah you know yeah, yeah. And, and it ended up being really loud it well. was louder than the acoustic kit yeah, as yeah. it turned out because my dad thought this will be a great silent option and of course my mum going crazy uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that <it> down. <laughs> you know like it sounds like i'm hitting a table and i'm uh. like i'm not and of course kits like that as well weren't built very well so like yeah, yeah. obviously you're tearing through it as well and i want you know me because I'm, I'm not exactly a soft hitter nope. like so, I mean, imagine that, but yeah. on, like, hitting a table. Like, it was just kind of clean. Yeah, right man,
0: it. you'd have got about 10 minutes out of that before you'd have just driven everybody yeah. mental. Yeah, if um, that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah, it's very, very different game now. So, kids,
0: Absolutely. if you're listening, yeah. you, you don't, don't know how, how you lucky it. you've got it.
1: <laughs> um, they Also, I mean, you should take out, if you get a stage custom hip, like, take it out busking. Take it out. Yeah? Um practicing whatever you know mm-hmm. because kits like that are great I, I can honestly see in about in about a year's time loads of gigging musicians will have that kit yeah i think know, so because it meets an amazing price point it's not expensive you get four amazing so technically five if you count the snob as two yep. different drums um, drums for the money—it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Can't fault it. And yeah. I mean, the finishes look beautiful. That, Matt Green's my favourite. The Matt Green one just looks like the recording custom mm-hmm, baby. Like mm-hmm, it's it amazing. does,
0: um, but just not lacquered in the same way.
1: So just it's a, it's cool. It's tidy. Yeah, you know. I can see um, for those of you who know of any of the Leeds shop staff, I can see Bryn getting one of those kits absolutely because he has a a, a surf green recording custom. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, just even as a wee practice number yeah. like I said um, and then
1: give it a week and his snom would be on his setup. oh absolutely like, yeah. I'm not even giving him a week I just like as soon as he gets it Bryn do a snom video please do a snom video Bryn yeah. um, if you're watching I really hope you are he um, better be I know <laughs> <laughs> we should get Bryn on the podcast we I should get Bryn on, on the podcast um, for those of you who listened to the last episode we had Gordon um, and that was fun I really enjoyed having Gordon absolutely on. I um, don't think like Jordan. Jordan Jordan who's Jordan <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> Gordon <the> brother <laughs> <laughs> um i don't think uh gordon was quite ready for the, the podcast experience in the way of like how we present it I maybe think. i don't know um i think he enjoyed it though yeah
0: um he's currently on a long weekend so we can't even ask him yeah Um we'll be back in- <laughs> <next> <laughs> that week. should be cut to a new segment of ask gordon <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, he, he had some great insight to offer on all things sort of um, live engineering, on on the relationship of drummers and
1: bassists, and yeah. and all these things. Yeah, so if you're listening to this podcast in a random order, um, it's episode thirty with Gordon Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks all about making drums. He talks about a whole lot of different experiences he's had playing live as a bass player he's not a drummer not he's a drummer, not a drummer you know, he's not a drummer um but i think do you know since we released that i think a lot of people have had a lot of positive comments about it as well absolutely you know, um, um you know there's a common misconception that because we're called drummers only we we don't like anyone else but that's not <laughs> true um yes no that's that not w- true that's not <laughs> 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 they're on to me <laughs> run, run um
0: but no I, I mean having you know i can attest that he is a v- he's an amazing musician Oh yeah, big time Because um, yeah. I've, I've I've been able to play uh, some gigs with him I've seen him play as well, mm-hmm. um, well I, I can't believe we never talked about this actually um, But he did play for a Nashville tribute band That's right Called so- Glassville Oh uh, yeah And he was the bass player in that And he was just great You know, just on it Every gig, man. I, I saw him play a couple of times and just, yeah, he was just super on it all the time. Yeah.
1: Do you know, and all the time I've known Gordon, I've never actually seen him play, play an instrument at all. Oh, he's a very talented man. Yeah. Very talented,
0: aye. Um. I still, that night, I turned up to do a dip and he was playing keyboards. <laughs> I had no idea until I sat All right. Oh. <laughs> no. Hello. Hello. Um, and he was just like, yeah, we'll keep it in. Yeah, just like and amazing ears. Yeah, just yeah. super talented guy. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, guys, and you're on this one, go back and check it out.
1: Yeah. You know, give, give Gordon Perfected. some love. He deserves and it. And if, if you have listened to it already, go and listen to it again. Uh, you might gain something new some from it. Give Gordon some love. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: that website doesn't just happen. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We should. We should also. The website fairies do not yeah, disappear. No, they don't. It's not like putting money in the meter. Um, <laughs> you know, he works damn hard at, at ensuring our websites is is um, together and active and and running quickly and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So yeah, kudos.
1: Yeah. Um, so that obviously brings us up to what's been happening this week in the shop. And mm-hmm. um, we've got a sale running currently right now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm so um that'll date us that will date us yeah um that'll date us but probably by the time people listen to this it, it uh, either is running or not running
0: covid will date us as
1: well to be fair yeah yeah COVID um, as well. did you like my theming for the, I did, for the sale i
0: did i did it was very very good so very, if you don't
1: good. know I, I themed it around um karate kid or cobra kai as i've been binge watching <laughs> the sweep the leg sale amazing so. like. it's phenomenal, Aye. phenomenal. <laughs> Um, So in front of us, we talked about this um, at
0: the top of uh, this episode We have two Yamaha Stage Custom Snail... Snail
1: Snail Stairs You nailed that, do you want to do that again? Uh, In front of us we have two
0: Yamaha Stage Custom Snail Stairs
1: Snail (laughs) Stairs
0: That's Neil Stairs' brother (laughs) So what we decided to do with this um, as. about a year or so ago, maybe longer, I wrote a blog post um, before Adam. In fact, it'll be longer than that because it was before you were working yeah. here. So it was a couple of years ago. I wrote a blog post around the theme of, of how to change your snare drum without changing your snare drum. So uh, the, the three key elements I found to be true outside of the shell are hoops, heads, and wires. So we decided to take two identical drums and put two identical heads on them, but we've changed the hoops. So um, the drum that is on my left is um, the the drum right out the box uh, with an ambassador coated on it, which has triple flange hoops. And the drum that's on Adam's right is the box, but with die-cast hoops on it, top and bottom. Now, the caveat is that these are not Yamaha die-cast hoops. Um, Yamaha die-cast hoops are slightly different from regular die-cast hoops in that they are aluminium and not steel. These are steel die-cast hoops, and in fact, they are pedal steel die-cast hoops. Um, So, yeah, we're going to play a little bit Of each drum uh, just so that you can hear how changing just a simple thing like the hoops will really affect the sound. Now the way I tuned them is I I got the bottom heads roughly to be the same and then I used exactly the same method for each top head. I got them to tension and then I basically put half a turn on each one. Um, What was really remarkable is, is how quickly the die cast hoop version came to tension versus the triple flange tube. Yeah. Because you know, so. the
1: die cast is obviously heavier, isn't
0: it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's heavier. So you're going to notice a few things. To me, I think the die cast is just much more articulate. Mm-hmm. It gets to the core of the sound. There's less ring. Mm,
1: yeah. is su- much drier. Yeah.
0: yeah which, um, I don't know why it surprised me.
1: Well, I, th- I think obviously the weight of the hoop would dry. In my opinion, or my, my thought process is the weight of the hoop would dry out the drum a lot. You're absolutely correct. No and I should know that. But it just was surprising to hear them... Side by side. Yeah. Um is this the first time you've done a comparison like this where it's literally been two of the same drums? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It so.
0: is. Wow. Um it is. So yeah. Uh the first one I'll play uh I'll play the one with the um triple flash hoops and then Adam, because it's beside him, can play the one with the die cast hoops. So here goes. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, it like, does man. That's, Don't forget that's, that's that obviously the drum throws off on that. It does sound great, and the, the, sli- the only difference between this and out of the box is it's an American head. Yeah, as opposed to a Far Eastern head, but they're effectively both single ply heads.
1: Yeah. So. so now I'm going to play the stage custom snare with the diecast hoops.
0: I mean, I like that a lot. It's just instantly a pro drum, mm-hmm. instantly. Like it's a very, very different machine yeah. with those hoops on it. It's, it's
1: interesting as well because usually on those kind of, I guess, lower end steel drums, there is that kind of, there is that ring to it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's, I'm actually quite blown away by how much the diecast hoops taking that away. Yeah, the so the crack, no dampening on these
0: drums either. It's yes, worth mentioning, correct. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 this is like a mid-end crack there um, It's just It becomes like this backbeat machine Oh, big time, and yeah I, I think And this is without bagging this drum Because it's amazing for the money What mm-hmm. is it, like 120 quid or something? Something like that um, Crazy Yeah um, So it, it, it hits a price point And I think what people must understand Is it hits a price point It, it gets you I mean, it's a 10 lug drum firstly For that kind of money mm-hmm. uh, It's really solidly built Um but in order to hit that price point, there's only so much they can do, which is why it comes with triple flanged hoops, mm-hmm. um, and not die cast hoops. Yeah. And um, but the minute you put a die cast on the top or on well, the top and bottom, it's just a different thing, different animal entirely.
1: Ah, big time, yeah. I would love to hear what it sounds like with a die cast hoop and maybe a thicker head on it, like maybe an emperor or yeah, um, absolutely or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that could be another thing we do where we just we do the same thing but we change heads, mm-hmm.
1: um. And I think it. I think it would be really, really loud. Oh yeah, big time. This is the kind of I can see like uh, with the diecast hoops on it. I can see someone who plays a lot of rock music who really needs to cut through and hit hard. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. It's like it's got big Dave all over it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, um, it would st- it'll stay in tune because of the weight of the hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think you would probably pay about eighty quid a hoop die cast hoops are expensive yeah they're not they're not cheap but that still brings that drum 880 is brings that drum in at under 300 quid mm-hmm. if you had die cast hoops which yeah. is
1: bonkers and it sounds like a, like a well more than 300 pound drum and mm.
0: what it also gives you is another drum yeah exactly so you have two snare drums so you yeah. have the same drum and you can do you know depending on what it is you need to go and do mm-hmm. if you need something to be a bit more sensitive because the, 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 the die cast hoops take away a lot of the sensitivity yeah um, so the triple flange hoops because the drum's a little bit more open, mm-hmm. and what you 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 can't see on the camera is that the triple flange, because it needs to be to get to the same level of tension, you end up just putting a taking a little bit, putting a little bit more turns on the key. It brings the hoop closer to the head.
1: Mm-hmm. There's much more space between. I was going to say that striking way, and the, hoop. the first thing I noticed certainly and obviously it's unfortunate you can't pick this up on the camera, but um, there is, like, you can at least fit, like, almost up to the top line of your finger, between. Whereas on this, you can barely get a fingernail on, yeah. the, on the triple flange version. Um, can I borrow a stick, please? Of course you can.
0: Um, just one, because you only need one. Okay. Um, we never did a rim click. We never. Right. So that's the triple flange
1: too. Versus and then here's the die cast It's I'm, I'm rim-clicking with my opposite hand uh, it felt weird. It. Can
0: you do it the other way? Uh-huh So Ah, uh, yeah Yeah Just crazy The Bonkers difference played. in volume Yeah um, for, So if you've got to play those kind of um, You know, you've got to play a ballad or something You've just got a little bit more Power behind your rim-click as mm-hmm. well So Um Massive advocate of of doing things like that if you if you you know, you're on a really tight budget and you're bored with your snare drum sound Throw some new hoops on it man Tama do some great options Um, We should have you know if we could have at some point we could have done an s hoop too Mm -hmm. So that's maybe for next time we'll do we'll we'll get s hoops involved and the s hoops are like a hybrid Um, They have the fligit I tried to say i don't know what i tried to say rigidity (laughs) and something else of a it's like a combo platter between die cast and triple Mm flange you
1: know a bit flatter as well on the top it's worth pointing out with these two drums that we have in front of us that they basically are as standard other than obviously one having a die cast so they still have the same wires that would come with yes they do so i mean bottom head can you imagine with the the same drum with obviously the die cast on it but like a set of um, pure sound wires on it yeah, man, or like some twisters or some wires. blasters or something yeah like just really because obviously with the weight of the diecast hoop obviously it takes a lot of the sensitivity of the snare away doesn't mm-hmm. it yeah. so with twisted wires you're obviously getting double the wire for your money mm-hmm. or even super 30s mm-hmm. you know get a lot of that you still get that power and that rim shot um, but then you'd also kind of regain some of that sensitivity. With yeah, wires a, amazing. And more amazing.
0: Wires. So, yeah, if you are, and don't forget, you can get die cast hoops with eight lugs, you know. So, if you've got mm-hmm. an old acolyte that you want to um, spruce up or do something a little different with, or if, even if you have, you know, Perros modern utility drums come with eight lugs on them. So, if you wanted yeah. to up the game on one of them, it's oh,
1: absolutely. This isn't limited to just this Yamaha stage customs now. Like, if you've got a kind of relatively Mid to low end Snare drum Like I I could pretty much Guarantee that Changing the hoop Will make it remarkably different Absolutely
0: I mean if you want to get The sensitivity and the power Just put a die cast on the top Just leave the bottom Yeah You know And then mix and match your hoops There's no reason you can't do that No way Um, Absolutely I think sometimes we fall Really Really victim To just Being subscribed Mm -hmm. Like we buy a drum Off the shelf And because it's presented to us In a certain way That's kind of what We stick with Mm -hmm you know we don't explore think about I, I tend to think about this kind of almost like effects pedals in a way it's a way right, okay. of changing the sound of the core instrument mm-hmm. you know um without any sort of wizardry really you've just changed yeah.
1: a bit of metal yeah. Um i find it really fascinating it would be fascinating to do a blind so i guess in a way people listening to this are getting a blind sound test if they aren't watching it um I and mean, obviously, if we hadn't told them which snare was which, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see, like, okay, so what's different about these two drums? Because I guarantee ninety percent of people would think that they're two completely different drums. I would, you know, uh, you would hands be, up. Course. I
0: would easily think they were two different drums. Um, you know, I may even think that the die-cast hoop one is brass because of the volume.
1: Oh, aye, yeah. I yeah, I could, yeah, definitely. Because
0: I, I, I do like that you lose a little bit of the ring. I think takes it takes it just, you know, no need for gels, no need for. You know, you don't really need to temper it
1: anymore because mm-hmm. the hoop's doing the job. The hoop's you know? doing that for you. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of made me almost reconsider um, what hoops I've got in my snare drums currently. Well,
0: we we talked about this as well. If, we, if Adam and I had used our brains, <laughs> we would have both brought, we both have a Yamaha brass drum that's the same size and one has mine has die cast hoops and adam's has a uh, triple flanged mm-hmm. but then we realized that this was another way to show that you can do this on a budget if you don't have to have if you don't have 400
1: quid to spend on a yeah snare of drum. course but yeah, yeah it um, obviously goes without saying if you change the hoop on an already expensive snare drum it's just going to amplify it even more yeah you know? Or, you know
0: you know why not put triple flange on a die cast Oh yeah, big time! You yeah. know, there's no, there's, you know, we've gone one way, but there's no reason yeah. you can't go the other way. You know, because uh, we should do that. I'll bring mine and you bring yours in, and we sure. see the those drums sound. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you're gonna, yours is going to probably be more open. Yeah, you more, more sensitive. You know, yeah, big time.
1: Yeah, man, into it, into it. It's really cool. I think we should do stuff like this more often. Yeah, um, absolutely. This was kind of a trial to see if this would work on a podcast format. Um, of course, everybody, please let us know if that is the case. Um, yeah, because that would be awesome if 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 and it, if you it know, does translate well. Provided that we have
0: the garments in stock, uh, if there's anything you want us to look at, then we can, you know. Um, if you're on the fence about something and you want um sort of ch- us to chat it through and put it under the microscope a wee bit, then we'll figure a way out to do that. Yeah, of course we will. You know, yeah. um, I just totally lost a train of thought there. I had a train of thought in my head, and it's departed the station without me.
1: <laughs> choo choo. Yeah, yeah.
0: It'll come back to me. Oh, that's what it was. Jimmy Chamberlain brought a new record out this week. Did he really? Yeah, it's Jimmy Chamberlain Complex brought a new uh, album, Stroke EP out. Uh huh. It's called Honor
1: and it's great. Yeah, really. It's amazing. Aye, I think it it's Jimmy playing on. all Yeah, of yeah.
0: He um, so it's his band. So it's it's kind of jazzy fusion. There's no singing on it. It's all instrumental: okay. saxophone, guitar, bass, drums, keyboards um but he's just every bit of jimmy chamberlain on it how many tracks are in it, it uh i will reveal this right now i think it's six one two three four five tracks on five it tracks. have you yeah. got a favorite uh the first one's called integrity it's wonderful What's it's got the, the
1: kind of idea it's it. it uh, I well
0: i think actually i've read a little bit about it and the the tracks are all named after um and the albums or the records named after things that he values. So the tracks are called things like commitment, mm-hmm. integrity, 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 grace, service, humility, and the albums called honor. And I think these are things that he values in people right. and values in music, and that's what he sees music as having. You know, he's quite a deep guy, Jimmy Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're a big fan of Jimmy Chamberlain. I think right, he's yeah. the greatest drummer in the world. Uh, he's my favourite drummer ever, um, yeah. and this is another, he proves it again, um, because he just plays his ass off, mm-hmm. and he's instantly got a sound, that's what, I, I think we've spoken about this on yeah, the podcast before, but a sound, he's right. instantly got a sound, man, mm-hmm. it's instantly him, the way his drums are tuned, um, just, yeah, you can just hear it, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's fantastic.
1: So if you had to pinpoint a single, if you will, off that album well the first track i think um
0: because of of the way it, it builds from this like really basic bass riff mm-hmm. um it's kind of mid-tempo by the end of it, it's just kind of bonkers jazz fusion chaos where they're all going they're all going raj
1: bonkers jazz
0: fusion chaos yeah that should be on the cover yeah and it's, and he's like what i love about it is he's unapologetically rocking out mm-hmm. it's not like he's not tippy tappy yeah he's 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 slaying, you know. He's yeah. And that's what I mean. He's every bit Jimmy Chamberlain on it, you know. Mm -hmm. it's like, boy takes names, you know. He he hides for nobody, which is Mm -hmm. which is one of the the things about it. That's why you know you should approach music with these things: commitment, integrity, honor, humility, all that. That's
1: the whole bag, you know. Is there any tracks that you would consider album tracks or growers? I know when I listen to like obviously an album, there's like maybe a song that on first listen through. I'm like mm, don't yeah really know I've how only I feel listened to to be fair I've only listened to it like twice
0: um so I don't know the music well enough yet but uh, I think actually just overall it's a grower yeah just cuz it's a different direction for the band right okay, um right. they've done you know the first time he brought an album out there was some singing songs on it with mm-hmm. like Billy Corgan was on it and Bruce Dickinson was on it from Iron Maiden and mm-hmm. things like that um where there was a little bit more sort of attainable music for people that it wasn't too far outside you know like his obviously his history is one of the biggest ever rock bands so i, mm-hmm. I think he was a bit like maybe i can't go too bonkers yet mm-hmm. uh the last album was the other way it had acoustic bass on it and it was yeah. a bit more jazzy mm-hmm. uh, and this one is just kind of put your hands together so i'm still getting used to the music this one has uh, a couple of the guys from the band Kneebody on it
1: Okay, right. So
0: Ben Wendell plays saxophone and Adam Benjamin plays keyboards. Mm-hmm. Adam Benjamin was on his first record. Right. I'm nerding out here. Adam Benjamin was on his first record, but he wasn't on the, the second one. Now he's back playing, like, electric keyboards and Rhodes. Mm-hmm. and... Um, and then there's a guy called Sean Wollstone Hume Wollstone Hume plays guitar mm. and Billy Mahler plays bass and Billy Muller was on his original record. I think he's been on every album he's done. I think yeah. him and Billy Moller are like bros now.
1: Man, Jimmy Chamberlain's album's getting a free plug here Totally! <laughs> go listen. It's
0: like, it's on spotty it's 25 minutes long. There's only five tracks on it and it, you, uh, you might like it, you might not. I really love it I, but I'm a big fan of his playing. Yeah. It's, it's no secret in Drummer's Only Towers how much I love his playing. Yeah. So it's for, it's for fans of like uh it's f- fans of Jimmy Vulcans, yeah, no man you know you're not gonna get super three and a half four minute rocking songs on it it's mm-hmm. not gonna be like that they're like it's five songs it's 25 minutes long so yeah. they're they're an average of five minutes for a, a track you know um and it's it's you know it's instrumental it's' is it's jazzy fusion mm-hmm. um so it's fans of fusion it's fans of uh rock uh, fans of Jimmy really mm. uh fans of Kneebody those kind of bands you know, yeah. um the electric bass with effects on it and yeah that kind of part you know kind of so, weird stuff yeah, yeah a bit a
1: bit less uh-huh. mainstream mm-hmm. you know I was going to say can we see with Jimmy Chamberlain uh-huh. he had a signature snare room mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. from Yamaha. Mm-hmm. What hoop did it have on it, do you remember? Was It had a die cast hoop on had it. A die cast hoop yeah, it
0: had but an aluminium die cast being Yamaha. Okay, right. Well, Effectively enough. it's the fourteen six and a half, uh 45.5 recording oh no, steel. It was it was like uh it wasn't a chrome steel. Right. But it had a die cast hoop on it. Okay, right. You know, so um yeah. I mean like the new kind of recording custom steel, but put a die cast hoop on it. Yeah, yeah. But he plays now he plays the six and a half aluminium recording custom. Okay, right. Um and a hybrid maple. Wow. Mhm. And he's gone to Istanbul as well. He plays Istanbul. a up now. Okay. Oh, cool. Um. So he plays. I think he plays an epic ride, a twenty-two inch epic ride, and some thirty anniversaries and some odds and sods. I know he's got like A got signature
1: China and things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. So he likes. He, he likes some dark. Mm. You know. We should maybe do an episode one time of like drummers that we like and talk about the rig. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sure. that's that could be quite difficult because I know a lot of drummers like to change the rig quite often. So, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Jimmy's gone through. Uh, he, he played Yamaha and Sabian for years, mm-hmm. um, and when he was in the Pumpkins at first, before they they dismissed him for a wee while, and then when he came back, he was playing uh, D W mm-hmm. and Zildjian. Then, or did he go to Sakai and Zildjian, then D W, mm-hmm. and then back to Yamaha? Right. And now his last Zildjian and gone to Istanbul. Istanbul. Yeah. yeah
1: so yeah he's gone through a few brands in his time you know it's interesting that he's using um or he's saying he had a die cast hoop Mm -hmm. on a steel shell yeah kind of like what we've done yeah yeah absolutely Um, i'd be curious to know what everyone else uses hoop wise on their snare drum are even people that aware of it because see to be honest i wasn't really that aware of the difference it would make until literally right now Mm -hmm. you know because it's something i never mess about with i don't know if i'm in that small minority of drummers who are um, have never nerded out over hoops and things like that. Um, but even just sitting here playing it, you can you can hear the difference, you know. Oh, of so. course
0: you can, I. And, but it's uh, like, and 14 years of being here, I've never A-B'd them. Yeah. I've never taken two of the same drum and put different hoops on them, which is yeah. weird, but um, there you go. I um, new die-cast hoops did one thing and triple flash did another, but it it becomes really obvious when you
1: stick them side down by side. beside each other, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. People need to let us know if um if they've messed about with that before and if so, what drums they've messed about with. Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean my sonar has the um, super profile super profile oh. hoops they call it, and they're rounded over the top. So um
1: Are they almost like a kind of hybrid between the two? Yeah,
0: they're they're quite sturdy but they're right. rounded over. Um but if you notice know triple flange, they're rounded backwards. Yeah, yeah. So that's the third flange of the triple flanged. Uh-huh. You, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, 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 I, for liked. ages, was like, "What's the difference between tri- simple, single flanged, double flanged, and triple flanged?" Mm-hmm. So a single flanged hoop would just have um, the where the tension rod goes in. Um, it would have one uh, flange there, mm-hmm. uh, and then it would typically have claw, lo- claw lugs, uh, claw hooks rather for the lugs, and it would be straight up and down. So they they, they do the kind of stick chopper thing. Yeah, you know. Then the, the double flange tube has both parts where the, the tension rod goes in is flanged, and then triple flange has those and the flange on the top to save your sticks because that they were still chopping up sticks. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, I, I didn't. You know, for ages, didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, just took it as a thing. Yeah. We'll it's just it. fascinating how yeah. how
1: much a difference it actually makes. We should do it with a wooden drum. Yeah, we should mess about with a wooden drum. See, see if what that makes a difference. Yeah, see what that sounds like, you know.
0: Yeah. Um maple or birch or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um maybe if I don't know if we have any eight lug diecast hoops in and we could have done like a stage custom or something. Mm-hmm. You know, another cheap guy. It's not sure. too expensive, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so um we'll call it there, call it a short one this week. Yeah
1: where can you find us so we can be found um 24 hours a day seven days a week mm-hmm. on drummersonly.co.uk Um thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast yes, please yes. make sure you subscribe leave a little review if you so we like five stars around yeah, this house yeah, um, that makes a difference Um it
0: does make a difference generally it, it gets it higher in the ratings people see it more yeah you know so
1: feel free to rate five stars if you feel so inclined Um, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at UK. Um, Of course, we are physical shops. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find us in Glasgow and in Leeds, Uh as the title sequence told you that, probably. Uh Um, You were going to say something there. I I was going to remind people that we have a forum on Facebook. Yes, we do. We've got our own Facebook group. So, it's called Drummers Only Forum. So, we like to do regular giveaways on there. Um, yeah the past couple of weeks we've given away some merch and some snare weight and yeah so things that are handy to a drummer yeah and just, yeah absolutely and, and
0: it's it's a good way to come and
1: get some friendly advice from some of the other the people that are on it and that kind of thing yeah absolutely yeah um plus it's a place to just share all your drumming loves and desires you know maybe you want to share your rendition of the triple flange versus diecast comparison that we've done today mm-hmm. um always welcome on the forum uh, of course you can find us physical shops glasgow and leeds um come and see us come and try these drums out come and try out the symbols that you've been lusting after for for many months <laughs> um, drop us an email as well if you f- have any questions maybe you want a custom spec um a lovely sq2 mm-hmm. or maybe you want to custom spec some sjc custom drums mm-hmm. um We just recently dropped a video on the custom SJC snare drum. And we have the TriStar one, the maple, and it's beautiful. Yep. Uh, Yeah, thanks, guys, and we will just see you next time. See you next time. Bye-bye.